and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning on Pirkei Avot, the ethics of the fathers, uh, with, the, with explanations of the Maharal of Prague. Uh, we're beginning uh, Mishnah 18 from chapter 2, where it says, Rabbi Shimon says, A. Be meticulous in reading the Shema and in prayer. B. When you pray, do not make your prayer a set routine, but rather beg for compassion and supplication before the omnipresent, as it is said in Yoel 2.13, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in kindness, and, and relentful of punishment. And C, do not be a wicked person in private. So here the Maharal is going back to chapter 1, Mishnah 2, uh, where it's stated that the service of God is one of the pillars of the world. Therefore, this Mishnah, which requires us to exercise care with the recital of the Shema, is being very, very uh, straightforward, that we have to be very careful how we recite the Shema. We should be very, uh, we should be concentrated and, and with the right Kavanah, the right intention. It's more uh, in, Kabbalah, in Kabbalah, it says that when you're going to do the Shema, you should put your two fingers in your eyes and then these three fingers in your forehead between your two eyes which represent the shin and when you do Shema Israel Hashem Eloheinu Hashem Ehad you should go Shema Israel Hashem Eloheinu Hashem Ehad and you should go long in Ehad Ehad means one when you're doing that you're actually connecting to the four uh, corners of the world, uh, north, south, east, and west, and to all the hemispheres of the world, and you're um, connecting everything to Hashem. Because uh, the, the, the Shema is really the prayer in which we accept that God is the king of the world, and that everything comes from Him. We're, we're accepting that we're here because of Him. And the, the very, it, this is the very essence of human existence. So when it says, be meticulous in reading the Shema and in prayer, uh, we accept the sovereignty of heaven and in prayer, which is a principal service of God while we are without the Holy Temple. So prayer today really is the equivalent or the substitute to the times of the sacrifices in the Temple. In those days, they used to sacrifice. But today we don't have a temple, we don't sacrifice. So every time we pray, is as if we're making sacrifices. And this deserves meticulous observance and uh, intention, for through them we fulfill the very purpose for which we were created. And then when you pray, do not make your prayer a, a set routine. What it means here is that you should not do it out of rote. Every time you pray, you should really concentrate before, think about, who you're praying to, uh, be in the moment. I, for me, it's very hard. Sometimes I have 20,000 things in my head at the same time when I'm praying, and then these things start popping up in my head, and I start remembering, oh, I have to do the laundry, oh, I have to order this cake for this person, I have to buy this gift, and all these things, start, stupidity start coming into my head. And, and, and it's normal, because it's really the Yetzer Hara that is getting into you to make it very hard for you to connect to God. But if you understand that this is your Yetzer Hara, the one that is getting involved to uh, put like a, like a more challenging for your prayer, then you, you come to understand and it says when these things happen, you should just go on. Just continue. Don't stop praying. Continue 
and eventually what I'm doing right now that has been very helpful is that I always say I want to be with God right now this is the moment with with Hashem I really want to be close to you God and I ask him I said please help me get close to you and these things start going out of my head and then I can connect to God but uh, prayer is not easy not for me not for you not for a rabbi not for anybody it's very challenging and um, and it's it's like that because it's such a holy thing it's such a has such a heavy uh, it's uh, effect on the world that the Yetzer Hara the, the evil inclination gets in the way so it becomes more challenging and in that way you get more merit but don't ever get discouraged just keep on going so it says here that the that that we should not make it like a routine and Rabbi Yaakov Bar Eid says in the name of Rabbi Oshaya he says anyone whose prayer is like a burden to him like it's a heavy load the rabbi says anyone who does not does not say it with a supplicating expression so we have to supplicate to Hashem we have to entreat to him to help us and Rabbi and Rav Yosef both say anyone who cannot express something original in it so we also have to be original and creative when we're praying it has to be a personal prayer even though we're following a siddur we're following a set text that was composed by our sages thousands of years ago we also have to put inside our, our little feeling if you're praying for, for, for help for somebody that you know and you're, you're asking you know you have to put your, your, your special ingredient in the prayer uh, Rabbi Seda said I can express something original in it but I'm afraid to actually do so lest I get distracted so each one of these rabbis is giving an idea of how you should pray and prayer was recited by heart in, in the olden days in the times of the temple there was no such thing as a siddur uh, there was no people prayed from the heart that's how it was so they explains that Rabbi Seda is concerned that departing from the regular text that we have today uh, of prayer will cause him to err when continuing where he left off as express, expressing his personal thoughts so what it's saying is like yes you have to put your own creativity into it you have to put your own soul but at the same time you should never go away from the original text and then um, also it says prayer must be a supplication like when you're praying to God you should really be like you're asking somebody for something like a little kid when he wants a lollipop and he's like mom please 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 give me the lollipop please please this is the feeling we should have when we're praying we should know that we're asking everything to God and that the uh, and that it must be expressed in a way of pleading for uh, like if you're asking a favor from someone and prayer that is just routine obligation is not properly considered the service of God so when a person stands up and he just recites the whole siddur and he's and there's no feeling in it then that's not considered prayer so the phrase service of God avodat Hashem means that we are his servants indeed his slaves and we cultivate that relationship by being aware that we need God and are totally dependent on him so prayer really it doesn't go, it's not going to change the outcome of whatever has to be but it's going to change you and you are building a relationship with God this is the way we communicate with him you you can call me I can call you we have a, a, the YouTube videos a whatsapp text messaging Instagram today we have emails we have so many ways to communicate with people 
the way in which we communicate with Hashem is through prayer and prayer alone. So, so here we should realize that everything He does for us comes of His mercy and compassion for He owes us nothing. So when we're praying we should really have no entitlement. We, we should know that everything we have is because He decides to give it to us from His kindness and His mercy and not because we deserve anything. So, but rather beg for compassion and supplication. The essence of supplication is to humble oneself before God and to entreat of Him as a slave before His Master. So when we're praying we really have to have a humble heart. We ha should always be humble. And, uh, and this is not possible by thought alone. So when we're praying, it's very important that we verbalize. When you go to a shul and you see people praying, you're going to see that they're moving their lips like... If you're praying with your mouth shut, you're doing nothing. Because we have thought, speech, and action. If you keep it in your thought, that's where it's going to stay. It's not going to go out. But through your speech and verbalizing it, moving your lips, which is action, then the, the prayer is going to come out into the world. And see, don't be a wicked person in private. What it means is God will fulfill the petition of one who knows the, that he needs God and depends on him completely. However, one who has gone outside the bounds of proper behavior, even in private, might still not have his prayers answered. So what it means is that we should always be kind and good, not only in the outside, but also in the inside. And the primary meaning of the term rasha, which means a wicked person, is one who is wicked with other people, as we find in the verse um, in Shemot, when Moshe Rabbeinu sees that a Jew is hitting another Jew, he says, uh, and he said to the wicked one, why do you hit your fellow? So here we see that uh, in general terms, the, the word rasha would mean a person that is, does evil to someone else. But it's not only with other people here. The Mishnah is telling us it's also with yourself, like in private. There's people who are kind in the outside, but inside there, they kill themselves. They're always uh, mistreating themselves, not acting nicely with themselves, like they harm themselves. So the Mishnah enjoys us not to be wicked, even in a degree that does not affect others. Uh, and it's considered wicked. But it is discerned only by oneself. Although such a person is not a rasha in the primary sense of the word, because he's not doing harm to others, he still is in the general category of a rasha. The wickedness is so serious and so promiscuous, excuse me, pernicious, that even a minor degree of it is extremely destructive. We have to be very, very careful with this. So what is the connection between do not be a wicked person and the earlier to the statement that addresses prayer? How is this connected? So it says here, prayer is the service of God in a place of a sacrificial service of the temple. And scripture says, the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to God, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. So if, when a wicked person comes and sacrifices to Hashem, for him that is, is an abomination. It's like a person that, uh, that go, steals a bank and then goes and builds a yeshiva. You know, it's a wicked person. He's, yeah, very kind. He built a yeshiva, but he harmed someone else by stealing the money. So the Mishnah intends to say, even if you are a, a rasha privately and no one else knows, 
Still, God knows, and your prayer is not acceptable to Him. So you cannot be a rasha, not even in, inside of yourself, with yourself. So the three statements of this Mishnah share the single goal of improving our service of God by improving the quality of our prayer. So I wish you a good week, and um, remember, live a little higher. Thank you.